Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Communicate Your Brand for Business Marketing. I'm Kerry Ruff, a communication social strategist, and I am thrilled today to have on our show Miss Bonnie Kogos. Miss Bonnie Kogos. Uh, she is a columnist, and a columnist is a person who writes for publication in a series creating an article that usually offers commentary and opinions. Columns appear in newspapers, magazines, and other publications, including blogs. They take the form of a short essay by a specific writer who offers a personal point of view. Now, Bonnie was born in Boston and raised in New York City. She is a graduate of Boston University. And she has a new book out called The Boat That Brings You Home. It's a fabulous book. It's also on Kindle. Uh, and Bonnie's uh, humor can, can sometimes just be overwhelming, that humor and that energy that she has. She wrote a recent article, and she says, until now, uh, the only virus I was concerned about was the one that changed the letters on my keyboard. That's Bonnie all the way. Uh, I'm going to give you her uh, Gmail account now, her address, which is Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I-E-K-O-G-O-S at gmail.com. So, Let's let's start to move your energy differently. Good afternoon, moving your energy differently community. This is Carrie Ruff. Today I am so excited about meeting this lady and talking with this lady and getting uh, this information about this form of communication with her. Uh, she is a columnist, and I'm going to have her introduce herself to the Moving Your Energy Differently community. Oh, Carrie, it's so it's lovely to be here today with you, and thank you for having me on board. I am a newspaper columnist and for 28 years. And while I live in New York City, my column is published in Northern Ontario, Canada. And it's amazing that it can happen that way. Living on the digital highway has become ordinary for everybody these days. And uh, I'm also the author of three books and delighted that they're already published <laughs> and and the the one that that you brought three of them that uh, have been published recently and one is called the the boat that brings you home well, how can we, we can get this on amazon correct? yes that's what that, that's what delights me when i was um uh, 29 i met a man and he had a 40-foot sailboat. And to my parents' dismay, I said, oh, I'm not gonna work or live in New York. I'm going to sail in the Caribbean with him. 
I became engaged to him. We lived on a 40-foot boat and we went down 26 islands from St. Thomas all the way down to Grenada. And that's how I was with him for two years and then already it was enough. (laughs) I learned how to sail and to be a boat wench and never to be a captain until, of course, I got off the boat. And then I became captain of my life. And then I became a travel agent in New York City specializing, oh, there I go, specializing in the Caribbean and sending people to the Caribbean. And then when I was 49 years old, I was leading a group. I specialized in the British Virgin Islands. They're really Mm. my favorite. Um, Tortola, Virgin Gorda, Anagata, and it's lovely to sail around there. So I knew so much about it that I worked for the board and I took other agents around teaching them how to sell the VVI. And then after they left, I met my next man with the next boat. And his and his was a fifty foot boat, and we got we got into a wonderful relationship, and then I sailed with him for two years, and we went again down the Caribbean. But now I was older, and it was interesting to see as an older person the point of view of sailing to the Caribbean and being in that world. Now, what's this book about, though? Thank you. Perfect question. It's about. I used the young Amy and the old Zoe to as my characters aboard two sailboats. And actually, the, it's a non-stop Caribbean sailing adventure that begins with an idyllic atmosphere. They're all happy and they're so happy to be sailing, but sunsets darken and there's a there's someone that sees one of the beautiful boats and he's sitting there in St. Croix and he looks at Amy's boat, the young girl, and he says, he sa- and he's a hench, he's a, uh, he's is, a drug is, lord. Is this, is this a love story? Oh yeah, or it's a, love, romance, murder, and survival. Ooh, okay. And what the drug lord says to his henchman is, I like that boat, it's a 40 foot y'all. I think I'm going to have that couple followed and I'm going to kill him. And the henchman says, boss, you have enough money in the world. What's the matter with you? You could buy four of them. And the, and the boss says, I'm just so bored. I have to do something. And the story proceeds on how this young couple survives through social and interesting attacks that they're not sure about Mm -hmm. and it's really Kerry this becomes a page turner Mm -hmm. and just how are they surviving Mm -hmm. the man makes friends with them in in Antigua and they he invites them to the house and they have no clue about who he is and then it, it begins to unravel and I had so much fun creating the suspense and I also went to the police academy in New York City to learn how to hold a Glock 9 in my hand. What's a Glock 9? It's a revolver that kills people. And also an AR-15, which is a very large, uh, uh, big gun. Right, And you have to, when you hold it, you really... So why did, wait, 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 why did you have to 
I had to learn. You had to learn that you're you're an author. You're a columnist. Yes, when an author has to know the heft and the weight of holding a gun. I never fired the guns. Right. But but I had her. She had to save their lives by holding this huge AR-15, which was very heavy, and she had to pull the trigger. And, then and I, as an author, that, yes. I, I, as an author, had to know, in a sense, what that felt like. And it's scary. It was it's very scary. scary. Now, do you do this with everything that you write? Your, your columns, I read also your columns uh, the, the other day, and they are from pe- with people in Canada, people yeah. here in New York. You love the water. I do love the water. Yeah. And, and, and why live in New York City and you mm. write about people around the water? Your, your, uh, your columns have to do with people who are in Canada yes. around water. That is true. But you're Thank living you. in New York. Well, there are airplanes, and I can get on one <laughs> when I want to. And then I also go to Florida to visit my sister. And um, in 10 days, I'm going to back to the British Virgin Islands because mm-hmm. they're having a sailing regatta. But that's a good question because I was missing sailboats. I recently mm. flew up to Toronto, Ontario to cover the Toronto Boat Show. And my newspaper columns covered what was like for Canadians. 69,000 people attended the boat show in Toronto one month ago. And everybody said to me, oh, we're waiting for spring. We can't wait till the snow goes. But you've got the Great Lakes and people sail around the Great Lakes. And what's so interesting about the Great Lakes is it's fresh water. Your boat doesn't Mm -hmm. get dirty. Mm -hmm. In the Atlantic, of course, it's salt. Bonnie, let me ask you this question. I mean, I've been wanting to ask you this for for weeks. The main question, and and for our listeners, is um, (laughs) what is your overall objective, your outcome, when you go and interview someone? What is your overall objective? That's so easy. Yes. It's so easy. Uh, what it, Carrie? I, I, my editor is wonderful. He allows me to write on any topic I wish, and I've been doing it now for 28 years. So I have about a thousand columns published. I happen to see something that is either bright or interesting, or that pulls my curiosity, and I just want. Oh, this will sound corny, but I just want to make the world better. And if somebody is playing a violin beautifully and sharing her music, I want to tell about that. I just, this week, finished a newspaper column about a young man who lives up in Ontario. And he takes pictures, he takes photographs all the time. And he's taken over a thousand photographs and he's put 30 of them into a book called Exposure. And I said to him, how did you pick 30? You're seeing so much of the beauty in the world. And he said, it was really easy. I just picked that one, my favorite. He said, I want to share the beauty of the world. And for me, thank you for asking me this. I want to share the beauty of people. 
and how people work. And if you write something, I want to talk about how you write. Recently, I had interviewed a lady whose book I hated. Oh. She was at the National Publicity Summit, where I am a guest speaker, and she had been thrown out of her house in Canada when she was 14. She became a prostitute at 14 to 16, got into drugs, got clean at 18, wrote this book, and, and, now, and now she was 37 years old. But I read the book and I felt horrible. I was reading, she was kicked out, she, couldn't, she didn't know where to sleep, and I'm going through it, I'm going through it with her in the book. And when I told her later, but now she's a counselor of people, and I said to her, what a life you've had you had the courage to write put all that horror in your book which made me feel frightened hate the book be with you and be scared with you and i congratulate you for doing that and look at you now you're a counselor of other people look at the at how far you've come in the world from where you were well, as a teenager. Well, that sounds pretty fabulous, pretty great in that, that she was able, able to, do to it. communicate, yes. which this is all about, That's able right. to communicate those stories and write about those stories yes. and get them out there. They're right. And then I was able to write about her book and get it out there to help her sell the so book. So that's pretty good oh. on her part. Oh, on her part, yes. So I, what do you look for so when I you was, went in to, to interview her? So I was a functionary in a way. I just helped somebody, another another person from Canada. He had a book and it was, it was a wonderful book. It's called Love care and share and it's by Tom Hurstead and he had come to the National Publicity Institute and he had written the book and then he went back to Toronto and he sent the book to me and I read it and here's another story it was awful it was written so badly oh now it was now this not the story was bad but it was written badly let me tell you okay. why I mean what not because, why was it written oh. badly but what could, what should a person do who wants to write better? And because keep working at it. Don't judge yourself. Keep at it. Don't keep saying, just keep, what was this? Keep on keeping on. So yes. the thing is, so Tom, I said, sit down, Tom. I want to. I want to tell you something. And this is, this is, yes. I'm in yes. the story right now. I mean, it's life. It's not a story. And I said, it's written so terribly. And I'm, I hate to say this to you because I don't really talk to people like this. He said, can you help me? Yes. And I said, you're a very nice young man. And I, your heart is right. And yes, I will help you. It's going to take me a month on one condition. I said, I will edit your book on the condition that you print up 200 copies exactly the way I have edited it because I'm going to give you my best and I've been edited for other people for at least 30 years he said may I pay you I said no I but what you just so what makes a good columnist a good author in your community what makes someone good 
Uh, or if, if, if somebody was uh, 20 and they were starting out yeah. and they said, Bonnie, what can I do to get better? You, I know you can practice and do it, over, but what's the key? Finding people who will help you. Mm. Getting mentors. I like that. Saying, hey, like could that. you look at this or would you look at that? All right, I just want to finish this, Carrie. So now I edited, I sent it to him. He printed up. It's going to be made into a movie. Somebody looked Whoa. at it and said, oh, this movie man, he's busy, but I'll give it to him. Tom got it to the movie man. Is it, so now Tom thanks me. And I say, Tommy, I know, no, let me finish. Him. Go ahead. Okay. I say, Tommy. No, I'm an interrupter. Yeah, I, I want to get <laughs> Tommy, I said, I am just a rock in the stream of your life. We all help each other. But that's there what have people, do, wait, right? all, there have people that have helped me all along the path. And I'm in the position now to have helped you. And you have hundreds of people that are on your team. So maybe to tell your young writers, ask for help and be willing to be told that something is crap. Yes. Or, uh, oh, I had to do something. I had to do something. You know this thing called Kill Your Darlings? Mm -hmm. I was writing a paragraph about my new book, and there, was a, and there was a sentence that I wanted, and someone said to me, you gotta take it out. And I went, no, no, I love it. It's like a jewelry that mm -hmm. I put around my neck. No, you have to get rid of it. And you gotta be willing to cut you have to be willing to listen to others when they give you a negative criticism because when it's a negative, it isn't really negative. It's helping you. Great and point. if you can see that if someone goes, oh, that shit, I don't like it, just mm -hmm. look over them, take a deep breath and just say, <laughs> I write a lot in Ontario, in Canada, and I, and I interview a lot of First Nation people, and there's the great spirit that hovers over us. And when I get criticized sometimes, and I do, I mean, me too, I have things that, no, we don't like that, oh, do this, and I just say, thank you, it's a, it's a gift, and I don't know why it's a gift now, but I will. So mm -hmm. ask for help. Don't be afraid. And if you get a negative assessment, while it can hurt, it just, it helps you. How do you come up with these catchy titles? Now, we do a lot of I don't know. social media. You have catchy titles on all three of these books that I see here at the museum here in New York City. You have, and I've seen your articles. Yes, sir. And your articles have, all have very oh, catchy, interesting I, titles. I'm playful. How do you do that? It's play. Uh, it's play in the land of words. Have fun. Go for it. Even though, and, and this is how I sign my letters right now. I sign, uh, <laughs> I, I sign my letters like this. Love, respect, and silliness. Because I see it says, uh, yeah, it says Bonnie believes we are open and free, silliness and, and appreciation. That's right. 
because everybody at the end of your articles yes oh that's good because everybody to live in new york is not that easy right now with the coronavirus we have to wash our hands we have to get enough sleep we can't eat too much candy or drink too much coffee now we can't even shake hands with anybody mm-hmm. or hug anybody so t- staying well and alive and self-care it's so and this it all takes work it's all work and then after the work Carrie is silliness silly <laughs> and I like very it nice, that you're funny. laughing very that's nice, so very good nice. so oh, I love it when you interview someone, when you research your books, do you take a tape recorder? Do no. you go in with pen and paper? How do you do it? Oh, How that's do you interesting. It? So usually, lately now, I'm at my computer on the phone, and and the person is on the phone, and so I'm sitting there, and this is what I say. I, I, I say, I'm going to ask you a question, and what I say to the person is, and then I may stop you after a phrase, because at my age now, um, I listen, I edit, and I type all at the same time. It's really interesting. The, my brain has gotten a certain So way. you interview people over the phone also, is what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, so I'll ask a question and I'll, I'll say, how did you get to row that boat downstream? Mm-hmm. You know, how did you choose that boat? And he'll start, uh, he'll start a phrase and then I'll sometimes say, if I say stop, I'm not being disrespectful. It's just that my mind is catching up with you. You know, it's not easy to be interviewed because when you are be now this is for your writers too. When you are interviewed, you are at the you are at the questions of the person that's interviewing you and you don't always know what their take is. And you ask a question and you have to answer slowly and then you have to stop and wait until they give you the next question. Because if you gallop ahead of that person, they're lost. And it's fascinating to me, the interviewing process. And so what I say is, if you don't mind, you know, I might say stop and then we continue on. And then what happens in the interview is we begin to laugh. And I'll ask a question, and that, and then the answer always leads to something else. Right. Usually, my interviews are twenty to twenty-five minutes long, and they're what fun. What if they get off of the subject? They're going off, and you have to say, "Don't you?" In an interview, you have to say, "Wait, wait a second, and interrupt because they're. I know here what my commun- what my communication community wants and needs not necessarily <laughs> and we're doing it. and I if somebody is going off in a direction then I say oh that's not very helpful oh no I would never say that because no I, you wouldn't say that to no, them no 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 but, wait but, but you're interrupting them because and I'm going to interrupt you now yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead you don't know where that tangent might lead so if that person goes off 
Great point. Isn't it? Now, here's here's exactly a thing. I'm interviewing Craig up in in Canada, long distance, and he's got 30 pictures in his new book. And then he says to me, Bonnie, I don't take pictures of people. And I'm thinking, what? You don't take pictures of people? And you take such gorgeous pictures of scenery? I say, why? And he said, and he's now he's off topic. He said, because a few years ago, I helped a friend at his wedding and I was taking, I took about a hundred pictures and my camera broke during the wedding. I felt horrible, Craig said. It was his wedding. He said, fortunately, the camera turned out to produce the pictures and we had, he said, and it was okay, he said. But since then, mm. I only take sunrises and sunsets because if you make a mistake, there's another sunrise. I didn't want them to be another wedding that they wouldn't have to do the wedding over because I screwed up on the pictures. So that moved so itself. It leaves, wait, that it moved itself it, into the column, and it was just, it was like a cherry on top of the column, which was, oh, really? What kind of photographer are you? So it now here's another thing about when I interview someone, and this is good for your writers, and that is I say to them, we have a conversation and it's going to be about 20, 25 minutes, and then I get off the phone with them, and then I wait until the morning, because that's the best time for me, because I'm really super clear. And then I say, and then I'm going to ping pong it to you. I just did the ping. And you're going to do the pong, which means, and then I say something that is so interesting because I realize something. I do not have an ego when it comes to writing about other people. I want to make you look good, the writer, or the, or whether, and so, and, and I say that, and I say, if you want to correct it, and I love the word curate, C-U-R-A-T, curate, correct, cut, play with it, edit it, and bring it back to me. Because usually they're writers. Mm -hmm. And then they bring it back to me. And so I got the ping pong. And then I look at it, and it has grown into something different. It's got legs now. So you never know where an interview can lead you. So can I interview you? No, uh, no, no. (laughs) Bonnie, this is sir. your interview. I'm interviewing you. Yes, sir. You still get excited all the time about the cyber world. You you wrote about this. Uh, the cyber world is here. Uh, Are you? You know, you you get excited about what's going the internet and what we can do on the internet. But you know something, still, Carrie. I am. I mean, when you started writing. When you started being a columnist and, and an author, there was, no, there was no internet. That's correct. But you're excited and thrilled that it's here. Yes. Why? Oh, all right. I'll tell you what. I'm sitting in New York City going, and I have, there's a young man that I watched grow up. His parents have a place on a lake up in northern Ontario, and he's a movie maker. Where does he live? in Pinoka, which is in Saskatchewan. What? So he just had a new movie called Grasslands of Alberta. 
So I call up this young man in Saskatchewan, in El and he's talking about the, so here I am, he's in Alberta, which is way west in Canada. I'm interviewing him, diddly diddly diddly. We get the interview done, and where is it published? In Northern Ontario, 5,000 miles away. And it's, that's what's happening. I write for the British Virgin Islands in the Caribbean. So I put it online and it goes down like this. The VVI uh, sailing regatta is at the end of March. And that's what's good. However, I need help in social media because while I am on Facebook, I don't know how to do those things. I may have to hire you. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's like, but the whole, my whole thing is, why? Why do you, I think social media is is it, is the be all, end all. Of what, of communication of around communication the world right now. around the world. Yeah. And you don't have to wait for anybody to get things done. Your, uh, your books, your your all these articles that you have yeah you don't have to wait for and to for other people to say the higher ups to say well no we're gonna you know you can't do that you can't do that now there are no more gatekeepers oh, there's I, nobody stopping us no, anymore I'm not sure i'm not sure uh, let you me... can get to 7.7 billion people what? now through the, through the internet, oh you can get to so many people. Okay, I have that to learn if, this. If, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be a singer, if you want to be an actor, you do it on YouTube and you keep doing it on Wait. YouTube. And other people, out of those seven, seven billion, will see you. You don't have to wait for Hollywood. You don't have to wait for anybody. Now you're my teacher. When this book was published, The Boat That Brings You Home, I had to wait a month or no, five weeks, five or six weeks for it to be published so that I could hold it in my hand. There are times you want to hold a book in your hand. Yes. Okay, even, now. E even that now, because remember those days when you had to only go to Simon & Schuster? Yes, sir. To get a book published okay now here's another now, thing anybody anytime can get our books get whatever oh, we've written published what, which, anytime anywhere all right which leads me to something else the um the downing the downing down of the publishing world you can go to um amazon and they'll publish anything between the covers all you have to do is pay mm -hmm. and that's not so hot Anybody can publish anything these days. All right, now, I wanted to say something else. We, yes. Um, uh, I just was writing a newspaper for Tom in his movie, Love, Care, and Share. He was hoping to find Meryl Streep. And he, I read about that. Oh, you did? In, in where one of your he, articles. That's right. Where he went, he's tall, and he's nice looking, and he's in his early 50s. And he looks like he could be a good head waiter. So he heard that Meryl Streep was going to be in a hotel in Toronto receiving an award. And he lives right outside of Toronto. So he decided that he would dress up like a waiter, black jacket, white clean shirt, 
carrying a book of his with a letter to Miss Street, and he walked, and he, someone told him how to sneak into the Hotel York, and he did, and he walked around, and there she came into the dining room, and he was in eight feet of her, but he didn't want to thrust a book into her hand because that would have been inappropriate. So he was waiting. She gets an award. She gets up. She, she captivates the room. As she goes back to her table, the, the, her ta- the people at her table get up and they walk out and they go downstairs and they leave in the limousine. Tom is heartbroken. So now he tells me this. I write a newspaper column in, in the Sudbury Star in Ontario. And there's a picture of Meryl Streep. Which is, Where art thou, Meryl Streep? Uh, th- yeah, great title. Okay. Wasn't that? Yes. So now it got published, Carrie. Now we refined the column. I helped him because, as I told you, I'm a, I'm a pebble or a rock in the, str- in the stream of Tom's movie life. So now we refined it and he has just sent it into the new york times to the modern love column now you see there's a gate there there's a gatekeepers and now we are waiting he is waiting to see if indeed if they publish that in the new york times hard be still it would mean that miss streep would see it so now we're waiting to go through the gatekeeper. Let's see, let's see now. Sir. I have three friends. Yes, sir. Who have had movie ideas, film ideas. Yeah. And they're making the film themselves and showing bits and pieces oh my soul. on really? YouTube now. Oh, my God. Then okay. somebody sees it. One of my, one of the uh, friends, somebody saw it. And said, oh, we would like to do it. He says, no, you give me a little bit of money for a sponsor this because I'm doing it. Mm. And not having to wait for Meryl right. Street or anybody. But he wants her to star in the movie. But once again, yes, sir. There, because of the internet, because of social oh, right. media, right. you don't have to wait for Merle or Time Magazine or whatever. Or the New York Times. Or the New, or the oh New York Times. Times. You don't have to wait anymore. You do it. Do it. All right. Put it together. Get your little team together. Like my three friends, three yes. different friends who don't know each other, are working on their films. But by doing, by filming, yeah. and then putting it up so other people can see it, and say, ooh, I like that. <laughs> oh, here's, here's a little money for you to continue. All right, or I wanna, whatever. All right, I want to tell you this. Since my book was published, The Boat That Brings You Home, and it's on, and it's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and in chapters in, uh, in Ontario, I have been getting emails saying, this is the Mulberry Publishing Company. Would you like us for only $600 that you pay us? To do a what help me an opening movie shot or we think that we can sell your book to be made into a movie so you have these intermediary functionaries Carrie now that's fabulous it is is it fabulous or not fabulous it's fabulous that you have a possible interview 
possible oh, sit down. A possible. With, 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 yeah, but they more, want you to more. pay them. But they uh, want you to yeah, pay the money. Yeah. Well, if they want it, somebody else wants it, and they'll pay you. That's what one of my. If one person wants it, if one person saw it, read it, likes it enough, you go. Wait a second. Then there are other people out there. This book needs to get out there even more, so other people can see it and give me offers. Well, this it. is interesting now because I was so happy just the fact that I could hold this book in my hand that it's done, that I got it out of my head, yes. out of my body, into the publishing. But now. I actually don't know where to go next. Now it's just now it's just letting other people. It's like you marketing, so, but it's so easy because you write, you put it here, you write about it, you you put it、uh, a chapter up somewhere. Other people can read it to get it out there even further because you, you have had, to market. Because Amazon's not going to market it. Well, ne- ne- Amazon's not the publisher. Or the publisher is the publisher going to market it? No, no. Take time but, and energy to get it out there. But my publisher, put it on Kindle, and what makes me laugh is for four dollars you can read it on Kindle. I love that.、Mm-hmm. Somebody can read my book for four dollars. They can sit in their bed and read the and darn book. And somebody who's reading it can say, "Hey, Bonnie, would you be interested in?" But do you think that I have to go to somebody like? The Mulberry Publishing Company and pay them six hundred for this and、no. do that. No, no,、so、but you can. I can. You can. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, no, but you can. That's you right. Six hundred dollars. Hey, but I would also say, well, who else is might be interested、oh. in? And then there's another. There's another thing too.、It's、and like, you can get it out there. So, so already somebody is interested. So that tells that should tell oh. you. Oh yeah. This is、uh, for other writers like myself. We're learning. I mean. Well, this this is you're learning marketing. I'm learning. That's right. And that's my that's my joke. And with, now you can market. That's right. Because before, if Disney didn't call, if did that was it. <laughs> right. That was it. Right. Now, there's so many people that possibly call you. That's right. I am getting to give you an opportunity to do a film on, with 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 the boat that, that bring, brings you home. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool because of the internet. It's cool. Here's one other thing, which is interesting too. I I had the publisher send me、um, 300 copies. They're in my house, which is funny, and so. There are times when I send them to the newspapers,、ah. and that's good too. Just little you're, by you're, little. You're, you're not only are you an author and a columnist, that's what but I, you're a marketer. Well, that's what I say to <laughs> your young writers. I say, the, no, the, the the hardest thing is really marketing because these are the these are the steps. You think of the book、yeah. or the column, then you write it, and then you edit it. Okay, here's the joke, and then you edit, it, you edit it, and then you send it to, then you hope you get it. An agent. If you don't get an agent, or you get the publisher, and then it's out, and then you're holding it, and, that, and then the real work、That's、begins. Right, right. I'm on my way to the British Virgin Islands in two weeks for the VVI 
sailing regatta. They expect many thousands of sailors to be there. Now, I used to be a travel agent, uh, agent specializing in the VVI, so I know a lot, and I used to have, and I had two sailboats, you know, so, I mean, but I don't now. So I just, I just, I'll, after I leave you, I'm going to the VVI tourist office, and I'm getting the list of the chandleries that sell books, and I'm bringing the books down with me, and just, oh, isn't fabulous. it? So it's one by one, isn't it? It is. You, have, you forget sometimes, don't you? That but your book, one by one, but your book through your Amazon, book. your book Got through kin, the Kindle, Kindle. Kindle, yeah, it's it's out there. Yeah, it is out there. So you're so the, now all you're saying is, hey, read it. More and more people read more, it. That's it. That's you know, it. It's, it's available. Do you teach writing also, Carrie? No, no. You're, you're, that's why I'm interviewing you. You're oh, the writer. You're, oh, uh, I don't right. teach writing. I just okay. teach communication. I coach people on how to communicate oh. on social media better. Oh, fabulous. Do, do I have Can I go to one of your classes, please? <laughs> I want to attend one of your classes. Of, of course. Okay. Uh, Get attention for the okay. What else? Oh, that. See, I'm oh, learning you know, from. You, you know, you, you, and I only have a, a few more uh, d- d- questions. Sir. One, one is, you said in one of your articles, toddlers in little toddlers, little babies in their strollers, oh. are being given these small screens to play with. Rather than a book, the small screen uh, to play with, and to keep them quiet. And and how do the you feel? How, ch- do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, I feel sad about that because then I, I saw a cartoon where there's a mother and a father and a kid at a dining room table, and the mother and the father they're looking at their screens, and the kid is sitting there and says, "Love your kid, not the screens." Mm. So we have to really manage our screen time god life has changed so much hasn't it the instant i was on facebook yesterday and i had a friend he's out in um he's out in vancouver and i and and he's got a big company and i and i saw he he posted something and i said and i said and i said john here's my email would you email me four no two minutes later he writes Hello, Auntie Bonnie. Here I am. What would you like? Mm-hmm. I thought, my God, yes. Vancouver to New York. It just, it just knocks you out, doesn't it? Still. But you still. I'm learning. Are, but you're excited. Yeah, I'm still about excited. this digital age, this cyber world. Cyber. You're still excited. Yes. Now my last question is. Oh, but I have to keep learning. All of us keep learning. To communicate more effectively, sir. To get what you want, to communicate more effectively <gasps> on social, on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. You're, you're pointing at what me. You she, also hit, she also hit me in the shoulder, oh. saying, "Don't say no. anything." But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you must be elegant. You must have good manners. You must be. Why? Why, you Bonnie? You must. You must protect yourself as a person of worth, intelligence, and good manners. 
if you screw up, that also can follow you. It's so important to be, I want to say, clean in how you project yourself. Don't say anything nasty unless you're a comedian and you don't care. Mm. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Or unless you're a broadcaster and you know you're going to get fired anyway, so you don't care. That is just one word can can change one word on Facebook or one word in a in a uh, negative oh help me a negative or an assessment that hurts somebody and is irreparable can dog you forever that's all so be be classy be classy once again you're a classy lady once again thank you so much tell my moving your energy differently community your name and how they can keep in touch with you. Oh, okay. Um, Bonnie. And how to spell it because your last name. <laughs> it's easier to pronounce, but how to spell okay. it. Go ahead. It's Bonnie, V-O-N-N-I-E. And sometimes I call myself the Energizer Bonnie. And my last name is Kogus, K-O-G-O-S. And I'm on Facebook if you'd like to communicate with me. And spell your last name again. K-O-G. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. This has Thank been you. such it's fun. Such, it's such a pleasure. Hey there, Moving Your Energy Differently community. If you feel you got some practical insights and achievement strategies from listening to this podcast, I would be over the top grateful if you would go to my Twitter handle, at Kerry Ruff, and leave a comment. I thank you so very much. You have made my day, uh, my year. (laughs) Thank you very much.